You are listening to the teaching podcast of Praise Community Church in Mason City, Iowa. For more information about our church, please visit praisecc.org. Kind of several weeks ago, we kind of started really looking at um, some of the ways that, that God uses to kind of bring transformation uh, into our lives, and uh, really God's primary goal over you. If you ever wonder, you know, what is God's purpose? You know, what is God's plan? And I think ultimately, the really the big picture plan is, is that uh, God's purpose and plan over your life is to make you more and more into the image of Jesus. In other words, he wants you to, you know, sound more and more like Jesus. He wants you to act more and more like Jesus. He wants you to become more and more like Jesus in every way. And that that is a work that is ongoing. We never fully arrive into the fullness of that. I don't even believe that we arrive into the fullness of that when we get to heaven. I believe, again, there's just going to be a process that we're going to continue to walk in discovering, again, the beauty, the greatness, the infiniteness, the kindness, the gentleness, the beauty of God. It it, it will never end. And we know that because God is finite. There is no beginning. There is no end to him. And so that tells me that when we get to heaven, while we're going to maybe have kind of a, a different view, we're going we're gonna to see God maybe from ways we've never seen him before, we will spend eternity just seeing the, the, the many, many infinite sides of God and, and every attribute that God has. We'll just be able to kind of uh, see that. And, and as we see that, as we behold that, as we receive that, whatever we're be holding whatever we're receiving, we're just going to be transformed more and more into that. So when I begin to kind of behold the love of God in in its infiniteness, regardless of how much of that love of God I've got, I'm going to get more. And in the getting more, I'm going to be transformed, changed more and more into the image. And I just believe that that's part of the beauty of eternity. That's why I don't think eternity will be boring. I think it will be very, very exciting. I think that God has things planned for us in eternity that we cannot even begin to think or imagine. And so one of the ways that that God kind of gives us kind of a preview or a, a taste of the what is to come is again just through the fruit of the Spirit. Now, Paul kind of lists nine attributes there, and I kind of talked about in the past that every one of these attributes really reflects the nature, the true nature of God. So when we talk about love, Janie talked about that a couple of weeks ago, uh, we're talking about God's love, agape, and and. I love how Paul kind of describes that in, in 1 Corinthians 13. Again, it's not an exhaustive list of the agape. I think it, it barely scratches the surface of what God's love is like. But it gives us enough of what the love of God is like. I don't know about you, but it just compels me to want to know more, to experience more. 
And so Paul kind of just begins to give us a very, very brief introduction into this is the love of God. And again, you begin to take every one of those attributes that Paul lists there. Again, that, that's not the end. That's not, you know, the exhaustive list of God's nature. I, I believe there are aspects, attributes, characteristics of God we've never even yet to discover. Because I think what we know of God uh, through the scriptures, through the Holy Spirit, is more than we'll ever be able to understand or to really um, uh, experience in a hundred lifetimes. That's why I believe eternity will kind of just be one of those ongoing revelations uh, who God is. It'll, it'll be more uh, into what we already know and I believe there will be new things that we don't even know about God that God will begin to unveil and to reveal about himself. And so let me just kind of share some of the verses that kind of lead up to that. Um, and there in verse 16, again, we apologize about the screen, so if you need to look in the back there, if you've got your own Bibles, you can open uh, those uh, as well. But this is kind of what Paul writes, and he says, so I say let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Now, th that's just a mouthful right there. I mean, you could just stop right there and just meditate on that. Let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. So I don't, I don't think that's just for this life. I think the Holy Spirit is going to be leading us and guiding us in eternity. And so for me, this is kind of just a dress rehearsal. This is an opportunity for me to kind of begin to see what would it look like if I just allowed the Holy Spirit to fully lead and guide my life? What would that look like? I mean, I think we experienced a little bit of that last week. Last Saturday night, we had a service with Christopher Olson, and, and some of you, you know, as, as you kind of felt the Holy Spirit moving uh, in that, you, you began to kind of manifest joy. There was laughter. Some of us, I experienced just an overwhelming sense of the peace of God. I remember when Chris kind of opened uh, up the, the uh, altar area, he kind of talked about it being kind of a banquet table. And, and, he, and he just, you know, kind of described it as, as God's kind of got this banquet table just full of, of a variety of things. And he just invited us to come and to partake of whatever it was that God had for us. So I, I, I kind of came. I, I didn't really quite know what it was I wanted. Didn't quite know what it was I needed. But I just kind of came and I said, Father, you know what I need. And, and I just kind of felt this overwhelming sense of the peace of God. And so we're gonna always be experiencing the Holy Spirit in, in just a number of different ways. I mean, I, I feel the Holy Spirit's moving in a number of different ways here this morning because again, your needs are different. We don't all come needing the same thing from God. So one of the things I'm very, very committed to as a pastor, it's one of the things I've always been very, very committed to, and that is the full moving of the Holy Spirit. Both in the ways maybe I understand, maybe in, in ways I've experienced the Holy Spirit before, and I'm also wanting and open and eager and yearning for new ways. I wanna be stretched 
I want to experience the Holy Spirit in ways I've never experienced him before. That's part of letting the Holy Spirit guide you. He's going he's to take you into new places. He's going to give you new experiences. He's going to stretch you. And sometimes that can be a little scary. Sometimes it can kind of feel a little out of control. But it's one thing I've always, always endeavored to do is to do whatever I can as a pastor, and that is to allow the Holy Spirit freedom to move in whatever way he needs to move in this place. To be able to say, if it, if it is laughter, laugh. If it's through the prophetic, let's, let's move in the prophetic. If it's through healing, let's, let's move into that. Let's allow the Holy Spirit to manifest that healing power here in the congregation. If it's through words of wisdom, if it's through words of knowledge, come Holy Spirit, we want more of you. I remember when we started the church, I'd come out of the United Methodist Church. I'd been in the mainline denomination for nine years. And many of the people that started this church 18 years ago were also people that had come out of the United Methodist Church. There were probably maybe about 18 families at that time that really kind of comprised and started Praise Community Church. And all 18 of those families had come out of uh, this same church where I was. And so when we decided to start Praise Community Church, I'll be really honest with you. I kind of thought we would be, you know, maybe United Methodist light. You know, we, we, we would kind of be open to new experiences, but we would kind of, you know, kind of hold to the past there, kind of, you know, hold to our foundation, you know, because that's who we were at the time. That's what we knew at the time. For a lot of them uh, that, that were starting this church, many of them had never really uh, known uh, the Holy Spirit or understood much about the Holy Spirit. So they're, they're kind of coming into this with a very, very kind of limited perspective of what God was going to do or what God could even do. And I remember the very first service that we had, it was, you know, uh, the end of June and it was a fifth Sunday of June. And we had just gone ahead and decided to launch the church. I'd never done that before. I didn't even know how you launched a church, if there were, you know, kind of things you had to do in order to launch a church. But we just decided you gotta start. You gotta start somewhere. You gotta start somehow. So let's just start. And we just had a service. And I'm thinking, okay, you know, we're gonna probably have maybe, you know, those 18 families and maybe a few others will kind of uh, join us. And I remember that very first Sunday, there were probably about uh, 75 people. Man, we were, we were so shocked. We were so excited. And, and, you know, I just remember after that first service, there just being this energy, uh, this enthusiasm in the church over, over what God had done. 
And so we ended up having a meeting later that night uh, to kind of talk about, you know, just again, all of the startup issues that we were kind of facing. And I was really looking forward to that meeting because we were all so excited what God had done in that first meeting. And so I kind of felt like it was my duty as a pastor at that time that I kind of needed to kind of, you know, bring things back into perspective. You know, this was our first uh, Sunday. We kind of realized as we were greeting people that very first Sunday that many of them had come from a church where their particular church on fifth Sundays did not have services. And they just kind of encouraged, and Jenny's smiling because she was one of those churches that they were attending at that time. And on fifth Sundays, they would kind of just be encouraged to go out into other churches that fifth Sunday, it gave the pastor a break. They would go out on those fifth Sundays and they would just visit churches to see is there anything that they could learn, maybe take some new ideas back to their church. And so uh, it was a fifth Sunday. And so we had many people who came that morning that said, hey, we're already connected into a church and, and we're not looking for a new church. We just came just, you know, to see what was going on. We'd never been to a, a, a new church start. And, and so we just, you know, we bless you, but we're really not gonna be a part of what you're doing. We, oh, that's great, that's good. So we kind of knew that dynamic was at play there. And... So I just kind of felt like it was part of my responsibility to tell the congregation, you know, we had a, we had a great first start. We had a great first Sunday. But, you know, the reality is, is that, you know, the following weekend, it's 4th of July weekend, you know, and I knew that there were going to be people even within our core uh, families that were going to be gone that weekend. And so I kind of wanted just to get them prepared uh, that we're probably going to be kind of lower in numbers, um, next week, you know, so because it, it can be kind of deflating, you know, you kind of come into a service and you're not expecting a lot of people and you have a lot of people and, and then, you know, you kind of build your expectation for the next Sunday and then, you know, you come in and maybe there's, you know, 30 people and you kind of just feel deflated and so I didn't want that to happen so I kind of was just prepping them for, you know, this next Sunday being a holiday weekend, we're probably not going to have very many people and so I just kind of wanted to get them uh, prepared for that. So we come that next Sunday and we have 125 people. We were not even, we weren't even set up for that. I mean, we were offering people seats in the bathroom. You know, those were the only other seats we had set up at that time. And the thing that amazed me was God was bringing these people from just all different walks and backgrounds and uh, faith journeys. And I remember saying to Janie, because, you know, we, again, we were going to kind of do, you know, Methodist light. You know, we were good with clapping. We were good with the lifting of hands as long as it wasn't too high <laughs> or too long, but we were good with that. We, we could feel the Holy Spirit in that, you know, but uh, when we had these people coming in from different faith backgrounds, I mean, we had people that were, I mean, they were clapping very enthusiastically. They didn't just wave hands, they were waving hands. We had people dancing. Um, and it was kind of a bit of a shock to me because again, we didn't do this in, in the United Methodist Church. We'd heard about it, but we just didn't do it. And so I could kind of feel the people in our core I kind of felt, and I said to Janie uh, when we got done that Sunday, I said, 
we are either about to just witness, uh, you know, the glory of heaven breaking forth, or we are about to witness a big train wreck. Because to be honest with you, I didn't know how our leaders, how our people were gonna respond to what really kind of felt like just a really, a lot of excitement um, in the Holy Spirit. And it was amazing that there was just this freedom. There was no pressure. You know, if you were one of those that was clapping, there was no pressure on those that weren't. If you were one that raised hands, there was no pressure on those that didn't feel comfortable. The thing that we always stressed was, we want you to enter into worship. We want you to engage God in a way that is meaningful for you. And for some people, that was sometimes just sitting and focusing on the words, just letting the words that we were singing just kind of wash over them. And, and they were finding freedom. They were finding breakthrough in, in just being in that atmosphere of worship. And so we just have always encouraged people, worship God in a way that is meaningful to you. Don't get focused on what other people are doing or how other people are doing it. We just want to be able to offer a freedom in the way that we, again, acknowledge the way that we participate, the way we partner uh, with what God is doing in our midst through the Holy Spirit. So that's always been a very, very important thing for me. And I'll never forget the very first time I, I, I knew it was gonna happen. I didn't know when, I didn't know who, but I knew it was gonna happen. And that was we were gonna be in the middle of worship or we were gonna be coming to the end of worship and someone was going to give a message in tongues. I wasn't promoting it, but I, again, wasn't against it, but I just knew it's gonna happen, it's gonna come. And so when it did, I knew scripturally, wait for the interpretation. The interpretation came. It was a, it was a beautiful word. And, and you could just feel the Holy Spirit moving in that. The other thing I knew at that point was I needed to stop. Once the interpretation was given, seat the people and teach on it. Because we had a lot of people um, in that room that I knew had never experienced that before and would have questions about that. And how many of you know whenever you leave gaps, people just fill them in? Right or wrong, they'll just fill in the gaps, you know? So I thought I at least want them to be able to fill in the gaps with with biblical information. So I taught on it. I taught, here's, here's the gift of tongues. It's talked about here in the scriptures. I read the scriptures, read that whenever a gift of tongues is given, you wait for the interpretation, that it kind of, you know, uh, equals the pr a prophetic word. Uh, and, and so I taught on it. And, and you could just kind of sense a kind of a, a, a relief or an embracing of what God had done. And I felt like it, it, it opened us up to be stretched for more. And, and I believe in part what we saw last Sunday is God is kind of doing that same thing. God is bringing some new things, things that maybe we, we've never experienced before. It may be things we're not comfortable with. That's okay. That's part of letting the Holy Spirit guide 
your life is to take you into new places, to stretch you. Um, and and uh, again, what, he, what he's wanting to do many times is he's wanting just to expand your capacity to contain him. You're a whole lot bigger on the inside than you are on the outside. There, there's, there's a lot of you that God wants to fill. There's a lot of you that God wants to uh, infuse uh, his goodness, his kindness, his gentleness, his faithfulness, all of those attributes of the spirit. God, God wants to enlarge your capacity to contain those things. Because we all know that whatever you have on the inside, that's what's gonna come out. And so God is always about wanting to do that new work in us. So I want you to know that, that what happened here last Sunday, in my mind, it's not anything new. It was new in the sense there were some things I'd never experienced. I, I'd shared with Bruce. I'd never heard uh, anybody beep and, and make noises like he made. I had, I had no idea what he was doing. I had no idea what it meant. But I knew it meant something. So I just kind of pressed through the unknown at that time. I just kind of left it and kind of went on uh, into moving more and more into what I felt the Holy Spirit was wanting to do in me at that moment. And that's really what it's about. There are gonna be times where the Holy Spirit's doing things in people around you that you may not understand, you may not be comfortable with. Again, there's no pressure on you to conform, on you to do that. Oftentimes, it's kind of just an invitation to dialogue with the Holy Spirit. Man, what are you doing? You know, and, and, and God, just acknowledge, if you're uncomfortable, he knows that. You're not hiding anything from God. He knows you're uncomfortable with that. Dialogue with him about that. Man, man, God, I, that just makes me feel uncomfortable. But God, I don't wanna grieve you. God, I, I don't wanna hold you back. I, I don't wanna keep good things. I don't wanna keep the Holy Spirit from moving in me. So God, I just trust you. Holy Spirit, I trust you. I trust you are going to lead me into all truth because that's what your word says. So oftentimes for me, when, when, when you know, the Holy Spirit's really kind of moving, it, it can get really distracting if I'm kind of looking around the room at what God's doing, because there's just so many things happening. And there was last Sunday, there were so many things happening that what I really wanted to do was just to maintain my focus. Okay, Holy Spirit, what do you want to do in me? Thankful for what you're doing in them. What do you want to do in me? I want to press into that. That's part of letting the Holy Spirit guide your life. The other thing that I'm really always very, very committed to as a pastor of the church, and that again is what we've talked about for so long, Ephesians 4. I kind of like how I kind of like how Paul puts it uh, in the in the uh, Passion translation. He kind of talks about these as as grace giftings. Uh, you know, he talks about the the grace uh, if you've been given the grace uh, of an apostle, the grace of a prophet, the grace of an evangelist, the grace of a pastor, the grace of a teacher. Um, I I love that. Um, and he kind of just talks about. 
um, there, let me get this. I don't have it on the screen because I wasn't really planning on talking about this. But he talks about uh, the, the gift graces of Christ. And he said in there, um, so he talks about, the, you know, that God has appointed some with grace to be apostles, some with grace to be prophets. That's the prophetic. That's, you know, they're people uh, that just simply walk in that prophetic anointing. They're, they're able to encourage, they're able to edify, they're able to build up other people. I love that, I need that. Um, and, and we are always wanting to be open to the prophetic here. I think it was a couple of weeks ago, um, Scott Gamble came up to me and he, and he said, Pastor, I really feel like I've got a prophetic word for the congregation. And so I just, I'd never, I'd never had Scott up here on the platform before. Um, I, I didn't know uh, what he knew about the prophetic, but I, I just said, you know, Scott, just test the prophetic word. And if it edifies, if it comforts, if it builds up the body of Christ, bring it forth. And he, and, and he checked it uh, against that and, and felt that it did. And he came up and he just gave just a phenomenal word to the body of Christ. I know, Kate, you've done that, where you've, you're walking in the prophetic. I, I, I'll never, ever do anything consciously to suppress that. Now, I do get people that, that wanna come up on the platform, and I just have a check in my spirit that, hey, this either isn't the right time or it's just not the right word, and I'll say no. So for those of you that have that gracing of, you know, the prophetic, you know, we're always, always, going to welcome. We're always going to make room for that in our congregation. That's part of my responsibility as the pastor is to steward that in our congregation, to keep it from going into confusion and chaos. But that God is able to speak, that God is able to release his word, his voice over his people. So I'll always, always work to steward that the best I can as your pastor. He talks about the grace to be evangelists, some with grace to be pastors, some with grace to be teachers. And their calling is to nurture and prepare all the holy believers to do their own works of ministry. And as they do, this will enlarge and build up the body of Christ. And so, again, part of my responsibility is to find out what is that, that grace that God's got upon your life? What is that calling? What is that ministry that God is calling you to do? And then, man, it's for me, it's for us as a body to get behind every individual and, and just to pray into that, to, to, you know, just to release them into that ministry, Many of you know that, you know, uh, when Jim and Mary started the River City House of Prayer, they started that right here in Praise Community Church. And as a pastor, as a body of believers, we got behind that. We prayed with them, we prayed for them. Oftentimes, we would, we would take up offerings to support their work. That's what we're called to do as a church is to recognize the various ministries and then do whatever we can to continue to pray for, to support those people, to kind of be like the wind in their sails. I love what God is doing with New Heart Ministry. It's the ministry of, of Bruce and Mara. God is raising them up into a new ministry and that, again, it's to mature, it's to enlarge, it's to grow, it's to mature the body of Christ. And so what I wanna do is I wanna say, okay, God, how can we begin to pray into that? How can we support that as a congregation? 
It's taking what Janie does with living free. And again, it's recognizing God has put a call upon her life for a specific ministry to specific women. Man, God bless her. I could not do what she does. I'm not a woman, number one. I guess I can be if I want to. I don't. Enough trouble being me, let alone trying to be something I'm not, right? But again, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm so thankful for her. And I'm thankful for the ministry that God has called her to. And again, many of you have gotten behind that. You've prayed into that. You've encouraged her. You've gotten involved in the ministry. You're using your giftings uh, along with her giftings. And you're able to begin to impact, to change lives. You're able to begin to you know, help women grow and to come into greater uh, realms of freedom. That's what, that's what Paul's talking about here. And, and he says, every one of you, in this room have a ministry for that very purpose, to grow, to enlarge, to mature the body of Christ. Part of my job, part of your job as pastor's congregation is to begin to recognize that, to call that forth. Charlisa believes that God's calling her to really equip the body of Christ in the area of prayer, of intercessory prayer, warfare prayer. And so Tuesday night, six to 7.30, we uh, meet up here in this room for the purpose of just learning and growing in our ability to be better intercessors to be able to discern the heart of God, to be able to release that through prayer so God bless her. We wanna do everything that we can as a pastor, as a congregation to get behind that, pray into that. Ask God to continue to move in greater, deeper ways there. What is your ministry? What is God calling you to do? What has God graced you with? And again, that's part of letting the Holy Spirit guide your life. It's recognizing what God is calling you to do and trusting that what, what God calls forth, God is going to anoint, that he's gonna provide for that, he's gonna make a way for that. Even if you don't see a way. So let the Holy Spirit guide your life. Wow, I'm, we're out of time already. I just got started. Okay. <laughs> I kind of felt like, um, as I was praying this week and just kind of really asking God, what do you want to do uh, this morning? I really was not prepared to go uh, in, in this direction. I kind of felt like God said, I want to release new assignments today. I want to release new assignments today. And I, I think it may be primarily in, in just some of the areas. Um, Kevin, I feel like God is going to release uh, you into a new assignment. I don't know what that is. I just am sensing that um, as I am just kind of up here sharing. Uh, just, so I just want to encourage that in you this morning. I don't know what that is. I don't know you 
all that well, which is probably a good thing because then it's not really coming from any knowledge that I previously had. But I'm just able to say I really believe like God is gracing you for a new assignment. Um, a, <laughs> you can do that um, or you can thank him and you'll get a whole lot further with thanking him. Yes. So I, I just, uh, Father, I just, uh, I thank you for that. I thank you for whatever new assignment you're releasing into Kevin. And Father, my heart uh, for that, for him would be, is just that he would do that with a grateful heart. That he would do that with a grateful heart. Father, I just, I bless him. I anoint him in that, Father. I pray, Lord, just for vision for him, Father, to be able to see it, to be able to understand, to be able to just begin to walk in, in, in that newness, whatever you have for him. Thank you for that. So I just, I, I, I feel like that's, that's what, what God wants to do um, this morning is, is God just wants to release you into new assignments. And those assignments, will, they'll, they'll have a ministry component to it. I, I loved what Chris talked about. I don't, I, we heard Chris three times, you know, so it's kind of like you almost kind of start trying to figure out, okay, where, where did he talk about this? I think it was at the men's breakfast. He talked about, you know, again, he was talking uh, to men and he was just talking about, you know, just for some of you, that ministry is just where you're at. And, and he talked about, you know, uh, the mechanic, you know, uh, just being the, 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 the best God-honoring, God-glorifying mechanic you know how to be. Whether it's being a, a secretary in an office or a school, I mean, it, it's not quitting what you're doing and, and going into full-time ministry like a pastor or a worship leader. I mean, it can be that, but it's not just, it's not isolated to that, <clears throat> it can just simply be acknowledging where you're at and how God may wanna use you in greater measures to greater degrees where you're already at. So you may be a secretary in an office and, and God's just gonna release over you some new assignments. Um, and, and it may just be through evangelism. It may just be you know, you know, praying uh, for people. One of the things I was gonna kind of share um, this week, I've got this spiritual gift that nobody else has. <laughs> I, I'm serious, okay? It is a spiritual gift that I have that no one else that I've ever met has this. As a matter of fact, it is so unique, it's not even talked about in the Bible. The spiritual gift that I have that is unique is I can go into any store and there can be 20 lanes open. I have the spiritual gift of getting in the slowest of the 20 lines that are moving every time. There can be a line of 20 people, a line of two. I get in the line of two. The line of 20 is out the door before the first one that I, that, that, that I got behind is even through. And it frustrates me. I got so frustrated one time, I just set my stuff down on the counter and I walked out. I'll show you. 
So I was standing there one day, frustrated. God says, I, I have an idea how we can do something better with this time. I'm like, oh, really? He said, yeah, start praying for the person in front of you. Well, I don't know them. Well, I do. <laughs> Just pray for them. Pray for the cashier. I have no idea maybe what she's going through up there. Pray for her. And so I just said, okay. So I just let go of their frustration and I just began to pray. I, I felt like it was a new assignment. The line didn't really seem to go any faster, but it was definitely a much better way of spending my time. Some of you maybe are in assignments right now where you're just really, really frustrated and you want out. But for some reason, God's not letting you out. And I, and I believe because it is, he's about to release a new assignment where God's gonna begin to take what you feel is, is a waste of time or unredeemable and God is gonna begin to infuse it with meaning, with purpose, with a plan that God's gonna begin to give meaning to what it is that you're doing, where you're doing it. That, that may be the new assignment for some of you this morning. So as we, as we do that this morning, I wanna just invite you, if, if you really feel that you're ready for a new assignment, whether that's just uh, within the place you're currently at. It, it may be a new assignment uh, completely elsewhere, doing something that maybe you've never done before. If you kind of feel, as, I, as I'm sharing that this morning, and you kind of feel like, like God's saying it to you this You are listening to the teaching podcast of Praise Community Church in Mason City, Iowa. For more information about our church, please visit praisecc.org.